0: Evan Brader should be the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bearcats this upcoming season. And if you need any proof of why he should be, go back to the third offensive possession of the 2018 season. That's coming up on today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. If you're watching on the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe. You can also like and share a comment on this video. If you're downloading from an audio platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, don't forget to share a comment and give it a rating. All of that helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. Alex Frank here with you, a proud University of Cincinnati Bearcats alum and fan. Using all of my experiences as sports director of Bearcats Media, the university's student-run media organization, called Bearcats football and men's basketball games on student radio, covered games as a writer, went to all of Luke Fickles and Mick Cronin's and John Brandon's and Wes Miller's press conferences. I did did it all there. I, I met a lot of great people in the athletic department, those who covered the team professionally, and it was a great experience. And I'm bringing all of that here to Lockdown Bearcats. So, let me take you back on a journey to the season opener in 2018. When the Bearcats were in the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Remember the start of that game? Hayden Moore, remember him? Hayden Moore leads the offense out onto the field for the first two possessions of the season. And as you're watching that game, as I'm watching that game, the feeling it the feeling is, all right, this ain't working. One of those possessions, I believe, ended in a fumble. Yeah, that happened. So then on the third possession, Desmond Ritter. We didn't really know who he was. All we knew is that, oh, let's see what this guy can do. Let's see what this guy from Louisville, Kentucky, where'd he go to high school, say next? Oh, let's see what he can do. And as they say, the rest is history. When you watch Desmond Ritter in that game, he wasn't he wasn't eye-popping great, but he was good enough to lead the Bearcats to victory. I think he was 13 of 24 for 95 yards in that game. I can pull up the exact numbers in just a moment. But the point is this: the point is the Bearcats coaching staff had the guts to take a leap of faith and insert Desmond Ritter. To be the starting quarterback. Because he gave... They thought... The coaching staff thought... That that Desmond Ritter gave the Bearcats the best chance to win. And not only win that game, but to win throughout the season, which they did. When they won that UCLA game... I remember... My cousin and I were at our lake house. Our former lake house, actually, up in uh, Lake, Lake Michigan. Excuse me. And I remember... We were going through the Bearcats schedule. And I said that the Bearcats could go eight and four or nine and three. But I remember I said, I don't know if they're going to be UCLA, but the games after that, Miami, I had that as a win. Alabama AM had that as a win. Ohio, I, I don't remember if I had that as a win or not. I believe I did. And then UConn, Tulane were, were all wins. I had them at five and one. The only barrier in the way was UCLA. And I remember I said on my. Radio show, and you see sports any way you want it. I remember saying countless times, OU, Navy, and USF are games where if you can steal those games, steal a win in those games, the, the Bearcats could be pretty good. Once they beat UCLA, the entire sky opened. It was like, oh my God, this team is going to be Miami. This team's going to be Alabama AM. Maybe they're going to beat Ohio. This team can start off really well. And they started off 6 0. And you never expected that. All because, though, the coaching staff had the guts and the leap of faith to insert Desmond Ritter to be the starting quarterback. That should be their reasoning. And that should be the reason why Evan Brader is the starter this year. It is very similar, very similar feeling to the 2018 season. This Bearcats team this year is markedly better than that 2018 team going into the season. They may not be better than them record-wise at the end of the season. But going into the season, there's more potential with this team than that team four years ago. So shouldn't the quarterback with the most upside and the most potential be inserted into the starting lineup? Shouldn't that be the case? I think it definitely should. Think about this. I've said before, and I said it last week, Desmond Ritter gave the Bearcats stability that that program had not ever had. Sure, there were good years with the program. Sure, Brian Kelly had great years. Sure, Mark D'Antonio was consistent. Same with Butch Jones. The next, the coach after Butch Jones, different story. That's a good way to refer to Tommy Tupperville, the coach after Butch Jones. Hmm. I wonder how many people are going to take on that. Anyway, so th- this program had stability that was uncharted unrecognizable prior to Desmond Ritter's arrival. Sure, Desmond Ritter wasn't great in his first two years. I've, I've said that many times. You know that. But he won games. Isn't that what a quarterback is supposed to do? Find a way to win games? Even if a quarterback has a bad game. Like I remember Monday night, I'm watching the uh, game-winning touchdown in the NFC Championship game from 2014, Green Bay and Seattle. Russell Wilson had four interceptions that game. He was awful that game. Guess what? His last throw, biggest throw of the game, won the Seahawks the NFC Championship. Quarterbacks can have the worst games of their lives, but if they make the throw of the game, and it wins the team the game, I mean, that's the whole objective, to win the game, right? Herm Edwards taught us that in 2002. So, he can be the quarterback, Evan Prater, for the next three years with instant stability. Excuse my email. Ritter provided stability. He had bad games, but he was always there. He was always a constant. First year, second year, third year, oh now fourth year, ultimately going to the college football playoff. That's who Evan Prater can be. That's what Evan Prater can provide. Ben Bryant is a placeholder. That's who he is. And that might be the it might be one of the quotes of the offseason on this podcast. Ben Bryant is a placeholder. Evan Prater is the successor. Evan Prater has been here the last two years. Evan Prater did not transfer after last season. The 2020 season, I should say. Evan Prater got valuable snaps in last year's games. He backed up a quarterback that led a team to the college football playoff. Tell me that's not valuable. Tell me that's not more valuable than starting a season at Eastern Michigan. You heard Russ Heldman say... That the MAC is the worst conference in college football, according to some metric. I think it's SB Plus. Tell me that back in Desmond Ritter is not valuable experience. There's a difference between being a placeholder and a successor. And for a team that has aspirations like the Bearcats do, spend any amount of time around Luke Fickle, like I have, and maybe you have too. Spend any time around Luke Fickle. And you know the first objective of every season, including last year, when there were expectations of college football playoffs surrounding Cincinnati. I We heard it every week. It was asked every week. Luke Fickle got asked about it every single opportunity that he had in media availability. The first goal of every Bearcat season, Luke Fickle will tell you, is to play for a conference championship. That is the first goal of every season. If that's the goal, Evan Prater is your starting quarterback. Ben Bryant might win UA games. Keyword, might. Had the Bearcats stuck with Hayden Moore in 2018. They didn't know who Desmond Ritter was. They didn't know what he had. They knew who Hayden Moore was. I knew who Hayden Moore was. And I knew he wasn't very good. No offense. Then again, he did lead the Bearcats to a military bowl victory. So I guess he's somewhat good. They maybe would have won six games with Hayden Moore in 2018. That offense that was on the field for the first two possessions against UCLA was a team that maybe would have went 6-6. and Maybe would have beaten a team that's really good. I guarantee you they would not have been on college game day against UCF because they wouldn't have been 9-1. and I guarantee you they would not have won 10 games and set the stage for huge expectations going into 2019. I guarantee you all of that. Desmond Ritter... Elevated them last year, Evan, or in 2018, and throughout the four years of his tenure at Cincinnati. Evan Prater can do that same leap of faith the Bearcats coaches took on Desmond Ritter in the first game that season. They can do the exact same thing with Evan Prater this season. And if you talk about stability, in addition to it, there's also a bigger picture reason why Evan Prater should be the starter. Next year, in addition to the stability. I'll get into that next. But first, I got to tell you about built Bar because summertime is coming. And that means family vacations. I'm going up to our lake house in July once again in Michigan. By the way, it is unbelievable weather up there. I mean, mm, the food, mm, so good. You know what other food is good? Built Bar. And you want to know why? Because most food that we like isn't really that healthy. But built Bars are how about that? They're covered in 100% real chocolate. Let me tell you, the chocolate and fudge at this place in Michigan is so good. I wonder if they know about built Bars. Because built Bars, not only are they covered in 100% real chocolate, they're only 130 calories. They're only 4 grams of sugar and net carbs each, 17 grams of protein. And they got all kinds of different flavors. Ready for these? Banana cream pie. Never tried it, but sounds good. Raspberry. Mm. love raspberries. Had some... Really good raspberry, black raspberry chocolate chip from Graders this weekend. I wonder if Graders knows about Bill Bar. Double chocolate. Mmm. So many more. I, I hear they have churros. I mm, love churros. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. So check them out at Bilt.com where you can go and enter promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order using promo code LOCK15. Excuse me. we 15% off at Bilt.com. Built, Alex Frank back here with you, Lockdown Bearcats. Thank you for making it your first listen every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, also on our YouTube channel, Lockdown Bearcats on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. You can also like and share a comment on this video and all videos. Off season rolling right along Wednesday, May 11th of 2022. I know May 11th is the day that Minnesota became a state back in 1858, I believe. Well, anyway, so... Congratulations to the land of 10,000 lakes, which I really don't know why it's that when Michigan has four lakes that border it. I don't know. Anyway, um, just a little food for thought there. Um, So let's go back to this conversation of Evan Prater. He should be the starting quarterback for the Bearcats. So this season, this upcoming season, it's a lot of things. I think perhaps most notably, arguably, it's all about preparing for the Big 12. And Prater's going to give you the best chance of winning in that conference. So why would you not start him this year to get him acclimated to being a a college football starting quarterback? So what? You're just going to throw him to the Wolves in the Big 12 without any experience? That's not going to go well. But then you can say, on the other hand, well, Ben Bryan has experience being a starting quarterback, and yes, that's fine. I've said that many times. By the way, though, uh, his stats from last year, 3,121 yards, 14 touchdowns, 7 picks. Not appealing to me. And I'm not trying to say Ben Bryan is a bad quarterback. I'm saying that Evan Prater gives you more upside and more potential. If you want to be the same kind of team that you were the last four years, That has not lost a conference game since before the country went into shutdown mode from the COVID-19 pandemic. That's a true fact. The last time the Bearcats lost a conference game was the same day that Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers won the SEC championship. And Joe Burrow made a play evading the number one and number 13 draft picks from this year's NFL draft. The play to Justin Jefferson where he, if he hadn't won the Heisman by then, he sure as hell won it on that play. So. Bearcats have not lost a conference game since December 7th, 2019. Case in point. If you want to be that kind of team, again this year, you start Evan Prater. Starting Ben Bryant is a fine move. Now I'm going to play on the other side of this. I don't think starting Ben Bryant's a bad thing at all. I think Ben Bryant is going to give you an eight-win season at most, key words. There's nothing wrong with starting Ben Bryant. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, we know what we have in Ben Bryant. We got a big first game. I want the guy who's had experience before. Ben Bryan started a game in 2019 against a 10-win Memphis team and played admirably. If the Bearcats coaching staff decides that's the reason why they put Ben Bryan out there in week one, fine by me. That is fine. It is understandable. It might lead to a win. I don't know. I think it's got to, I think he has a better chance of winning that game against Arkansas than Evan Prater. You know what you're getting in Ben Bryan. And so many teams, so many teams. The Bengals were like this for years. The Bengals embrace comfortability, sustainability, and familiarity. Those are all great attributes. But they're also, eh, they're not really growth mindset attributes. It's called a fixed mindset. And the Bearcats, I don't think, have that. They're all about growth. They're all about getting better from one week to the next. It doesn't matter what they did in 2020. If it didn't matter, they wouldn't have made the college football playoff last year. It doesn't matter now last year they made the college football playoff. This is a new season. For well, yes, and yes, we all know it does matter. I'm just saying in the context that I'm saying it in. There's nothing wrong with starting Ben Bryan. There's a high floor. You know you're going to get a very solid performance, but there's a ceiling. And I'm not sure what the ceiling is. Because he's only played sparingly in 11 games. I should say 10 games outside of the game he started in his Bearcats career. And he has played a full season of college football. But there is a ceiling that you have with Ben Bryant. There is not one with Evan Prater. And you can say, well, how do you know that? Because he hasn't played much. Um, There's a reason he was Mr. Football in 2020. I'm sorry, 2019. There's a reason he was Mr. Football. And by the way, now that Corey Kiner's coming home, why, why is Evan Prater even in, in a competition to be the starting quarterback? He will be because Ben Bryant's going to be given every opportunity in the world to win the starting job. That doesn't mean I think he's going to win it, though. With Evan Prater, you feel like there's no ceiling and no limits, just like Desmond Ritter. E- Evan Prater's more athletic. Evan Prater can play in a spread offense. Ben Bryant is a good passer. But damn it, it feels like there needs to be a lot of things working well around him for him to be that, if to, to him, for him to be an effective passer. If Ben Bryan is the starting quarterback, that's fine. I just don't think the offense is going to be as dominant, as dynamic, and as lethal as it has been in years past. I don't believe that. If Evan Prater is, I believe he can not only run a college football offense. I also believe he can lead, effectively lead a college football offense. I truly believe that. And he can also elevate it. That's another thing here. You think Ben Bryant's experience will keep the stability that this program has had for four years. But it won't long term. Evan Prater is going to be your starting quarterback in the Big 12. And I know it's about this season. You can't look too far ahead to 2023. But this is a special instance. Damn it, if I'm, a, if I'm a member of the coaching staff, I'm saying, guys, we're going to the Big 12 next year. Do we want Evan Prayer to just be thrown to the Wolves right away with no experience? No. Then Bryant's going to be a starting quarterback in this American Athletic Conference after only one season in the Mid-American. Or you can go with Evan Prayer starting one season in the American, which has produced a college football playoff team. Spoiler alert, they're in Cincinnati. And then use that experience into the Big 12 against teams who are going there with you in UCF and Houston. And in a conference that I believe the Bearcats will perform very well in, which would you rather have? Because yes, Ben Bryant might start this season, but what good is that going to do if not your answer long term? Evan Prater has more years of eligibility. And for those out there who say, "Well, what's going to happen to Ben Bryant if he doesn't start?" I don't know. You know what's going to happen to the Bearcats team if Evan Prater starts? They're going to maybe go undefeated for the third straight year. That's how good I think this team can be. Beat Arkansas, I don't see them losing the game on the schedule. They're sure as hell not losing to Indiana at home. They're sure as hell not losing to Miami. And they're sure as hell not losing to SMU in Tulsa or UCF. I don't think. Evan Prater's your starter. He goes into Arkansas, wins that game. Luke Fickle looks like a genius. Prater looks, Prater looks good. Yours truly looks like a genius, which sometimes I think I already am. And, yeah, it'll be a great Labor Day weekend. And I'll tell you what, this fall, and this show, it's going to be fun. Evan Prater will provide more stability than Ben Bryan will. I know Ben Bryan has experience. I know you have familiarity with him. But if we're talking long-term, it's about Evan Prater. Balancing the short-term and long-term, your answer is Evan Prater to that equation. Up next, a former Bearcats coach who didn't have a great year in 2016. But if he had not been here that year, this program and, quite frankly, the whole city of Cincinnati would not be where it is today as a sports town. But first, I gotta tell you about Rock Auto. That's what this episode is brought to you by. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, I oh, just said access tonight. That's not good. It's now impossible for you to go to your local chain auto parts store to. Stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Well, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have prices that are reliably low for every customer. You can go explore their easy To use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. So they know we send you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock, excuse me, rockauto.com. Alex, Frank back here with you locked on Bearcats. It is a Wednesday, May 11th. Excuse me. 2022, I almost said 1858 because Minnesota became a state. On this date, 164 years ago? Yeah. Anyway, not sure why I have Minnesota on my mind now all of a sudden. Um. So yesterday was Bengals head coach Zach Taylor's 39th birthday. He's been the Bengals head coach for three years, but he was also a former Bearcats coach. He was the offensive coordinator in 2016. And obviously that Bearcats team wasn't very good. They averaged, I believe, under 14 points a game that year. That offense was dreadful. And that whole season was dreadful. But if Zach Taylor had not been the the offensive coordinator for the Bearcats that season, if he had not been in Clifton in Cincinnati, where would this city be? Where would the program of Cincinnati be? About Zach Taylor Zach Taylor is the one who recruited Desmond Ritter. So if Zach Taylor wasn't here, I don't know if Desmond Ritter comes to Cincinnati. If Zach Taylor was not in Cincinnati, he wouldn't have ties to the city. He wouldn't know, well, maybe he would, about the Bengals' head coaching job. But it's interesting to think about, if he hadn't been to Cincinnati, hadn't gotten fired after the 2016 season, would he have, you know, gone on to be a a coach under Sean McVay? It is really interesting to think about. It's very interesting for me to think about, and maybe you, where would this program be if Zach Taylor had not been here? We always talk about what ifs. We talk about what if the Bearcats had beaten Nevada. We talk about what if Brian Kelly hadn't left the program. We talk about what if, I don't know, Mick Cronin signs another extension after the 2019 season. What if, you know, the NCAA tournament hadn't been canceled due to COVID-19. The pandemic hadn't happened. All these what-ifs. There's a lot of them in Cincinnati sports. I don't think one that gets talked about nearly as much as if Zach Taylor was not here. Because if you think about it, and this is where it's a good thing he was, even though the team wasn't very good that year. It got Desmond Ritter here recruiting. The Bearcats went out and got Luke Fickle as the head coach. If Tommy Tuberville had hired a better offensive coordinator, would he still be around after 2016? So a lot of different angles and directions you can take with this. Luke Fickle comes in. Desmond Ritter comes in. Bearcats in 2021 are in the college football playoff. It is crazy to think about. That's all because, and history is so interesting in that way, when you have a down season as a coach, but then you know, so many good things come out of it. You go to L.A. and have great success under Sean McVay for two years. You come back to Cincinnati to be the head coach of the Bengals. We knew who he was. The expectations weren't there. The first season was a disaster. But that lands Joe Burrow. That lands the next year, Jamar Chase. I mean, we talk about what if Joe Burrow hadn't gotten hurt in 2020. I mean, if if he hadn't, I think the Bengals win that game in Washington, and then they don't maybe end up with Jamar Chase. Sometimes bad things then happen. Good things can come out of it. There would be none of this. And just think about where we would be if Zach Taylor had not been the offensive coordinator in 2016. I don't know. I mean, this this city in sports when he was here the first time, it was a mediocre sports town. Yeah, teams were good. Bearcats basketball was really good. Xavier had some good teams too. Can't believe I just said that on the podcast. But overall, citywide, you know, the Bengals were still competitive. And FC Cincinnati was the darlings of the United Soccer League beating MLS teams. It's crazy to think about, though, where we would be right now. Would we still be mired in mediocrity? It's very interesting to think about, you know, how much uncertainty futures would have. Would Marvin Lewis still be here with the Bengals? Would, I don't know, would Luke Fickle be the head coach? Would Mike Bone, you know, the athletic director, former athletic director at Cincinnati? So many things. Now, directly, okay, Desmond Ritter would not be here because he re- Zach Taylor recruited Desmond Ritter. And because Desmond Ritter and all he did for the program, I don't think this program is nearly as successful without Desmond Ritter. So 2016 may have been a bad year under Zach Taylor as offensive coordinator. But because he recruited Desmond Ritter, because he kept his ties to the city of Cincinnati, Ritter benefited from back coming here to play under Luke Fickle. And the Bearcats ultimately got to the college football playoff. Zach Taylor had ties to the city. He comes back to Cincinnati. He gets his quarterback in Joe Burrow. He gets his number one wide receiver in Jamar Chase. And the Bengals are in the Super Bowl this year. And now all of a sudden, Cincinnati has gone from being a baseball town with a team that wasn't very good to now being a football town where its college football team just played in the college football playoff and its NFL team played in the Super Bowl after going 31 years without winning the playoff game. It's wild to think about that. If Zach Taylor's bad 2016 season had not happened, this city and this program, this community of Clifton would not be where it is today without the failures of 2016. As someone once said, sometimes to go to heaven, you got to go through hell. And boy, did this program and this city ever go through it. In 2016 and for 31 years, without really much of anything. And now, the Cincinnati sports curse no longer exists. How about that? That's going to do it for me today here on Lockdown Bearcats. Still efforting some guests um, potentially on the show this week. I've reached out to some. Hopefully they can join. Um, By the way, new uh, off-season topic tomorrow in segment three on Thursday. And we're also going to start a new segment on Monday in the third segment. So, throughout the offseason, so looking forward to that. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. Now go make your second listen, Lockdown Big 12. Josh Neighbors gives you your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with all of the uh, – get all your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, Alex Frank, underscore. Or email me at alex3frank at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. You can also like and share a comment on the video. And if you're downloading from an audio platform, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, don't forget to share a comment and give it a rating. All of this helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be back tomorrow on the day of the NFL schedule. Gets Released. Which, by the way, the Rams are now playing on Christmas, a home game. Maybe that means the Bengals will play a Christmas home game too. Have a great rest of your day, and I will be back tomorrow.